Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, your go-to UK-based podcast for all things NFL fantasy football. On this episode, we'll take a look back at week five, where Scully spent Sunday back in the big smoke before checking in with how our fantasy teams got on. And make sure you stick with us all the way to the end as we look ahead to who we like the look of in week six. And for those of you that haven't yet joined our DraftKings weekly league, you can do so by following the link on our Twitter page. It's just £3 to enter each week, and the more people that play, the bigger the prize pot is. But for now, let's get back to fantasy football. Evening, gents. Here we are again. Another week in the books. Uh, Charlie, how are you first? You all right? Yeah, good, mate. Busy uh, busy week at work. Uh, happy to be on speaking to you guys. Uh, just just fully immersed in everything NFL at the minute. So, yeah, just uh, enjoying it. Yeah, the season is well and truly underway. And, uh, yeah, fantasy emotions riding high. Scully, how are you? Yeah, good. I mean, exactly exactly the same as what Tom just said. Uh, busy week at work, looking forward to the weekend, looking forward to uh, to the game tomorrow night. And then, um, again, another weekend of, of NFL. So, but good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And maybe that's the uh, the sexiness in my voice this week. Maybe just the stress and the excitement of, of Sunday, maybe. But um, but good job with just, uh, just on video. You're not catching anything. Um. So, Scully, I'll start with you then. So, you were at the game at the weekend, Jags versus Bills, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, how was it? How was the the kind of build-up, the stadium itself, uh, and then the game? Class. I mean, we went to Wembley, didn't we, all of us, uh, the weekend before. And don't get me wrong, Wembley's a, a cracking stadium. Uh, it's a national stadium, and it's, uh, it's it hosted the, the NFL pretty well. But Tottenham do it on a different level. It's just It's just better. It's just such a better stadium, such more modern. Uh, the surrounding area, yeah, it's in a bit of a, a shithole, uh, but they'd done it really, really well, well organised. Um, everything was just was just better, I'd say. Um, and it was it was great. We went out. Um, so we, I went over, as I think I mentioned last last week, on my little snippet that I sent over to you that we we gone over on the Saturday for the Sheffield United game, which I'll not talk about at all. But um, we went out in Soho on um, on Saturday night, and it was just an American Bills takeover everywhere. They were just everywhere. It was brilliant, really good atmosphere. So Charlie, looking at um, some of the headlines from Week Five couple of big returners. So Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, um, with kind of opposite ends of the scale, really. So start off on Cooper Cup, returned with a with a big week, as if he'd never even been off, didn't he? Yeah, having watched him, it literally looked like he'd never been away. Uh, came back and did what Cooper Cup does, just catches the ball. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's not that deep threat, is he? He's not a, he's not a J-Mar chase. He's not going to be catching the ball for 60 yards for from one pass, but he he just grinds it out, and especially in a PPR league, that's I mean it's gold dust for you. Um, I was talking to one of the lads earlier, to, comparing the two: Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase. One long throw to Jamar Chase, sixty yards, gets you the six points for sixty yards and the point for the throw. Cooper Cup, 
for the same distance, you're going to be looking at 12 points because he's picking it up 10 yards every pass. But for those those uh, six passes to get you there, you're getting those extra points. So he's uh, he's just like gold dust. And yeah, just looked like he'd not been away and certainly wasn't detriment to, uh, to Puka either. Uh, it looks like those two can definitely uh, be supported by Stafford as a as a pair. It looked more, if anything, like uh, Williams took a bit of a hit, and uh, and they they relied more on the passing game, and and he didn't do quite as much on the ground. So uh, maybe he's the one who who takes the hit for uh, for Cup coming back, as opposed to to uh, to Puka Nakua. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm sure we'll be mentioning those a little bit later on as well, um, those Rams as a whole. Um, but yeah, other end of the scale then, uh, Jonathan Taylor. So um, I know Mike started him, I think, probably heart overhead, um, expecting him or hoping that he would do well. But uh, but Zach Moss still got a big part to play. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, Scully, Jonathan Taylor, will he be back? Will he be back to prime Jonathan Taylor? It's not... It's not a sign of things to come. What happened in week five, is it? I think it's just going to take him a little bit of time to to get back into it. And I think probably going to take the Colts a little bit of time to to get back into using him. I mean, he wasn't that good last year. Um, did we expect him to just be amazing again this year? I don't know. It's um, For me, it's going to take a little bit of time, but there's still a player in there. Absolutely. I mean, he's just been paid for that fact. So... Um, I don't think we can we can measure him on on what we saw this weekend. Um, I think we give him a bit of time, and I, I think he'll come good. Yeah, yeah, me too. I don't know how good, but yeah, I agree. I think he will do. I think it's just a bit all over the place, isn't it, with that Colts at the minute with a new offense, new head coach. Looks quite exciting with Richardson, but then he's out. But then Minshew does he does he hand it off more? Whether that be to Moss or to Taylor. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I think Zach Moss is definitely still relevant for at, at least for the next sort of three weeks. They've got tough matchups over the next three weeks. So whether they carry on drip feeding Taylor in with those tough matchups, um, not wanting to, obviously they paid him, so they don't want him to get injured. Uh, they don't want to bring him back too soon and give him too much of a workload. So I, I think Moss is definitely still relevant for at least the next sort of three or four weeks. Um, maybe up until they they're on their bye, but I don't think they can both prosper together. Uh, unlike Cup and Nuka, like we mentioned earlier, I think it's going to be one or the other. And if you've got them both, like Mike has in our league, it's going to be a bit of a lottery. And are are you going to pick the right ticket every week? Probably not. Um, and it's it's just riding it out. Now, how long do you hold on to Moss? Because once Taylor does take over, I think he, he's he's then dead in the water. So is it an opportunity to trade high on Moss now? Or do you hope that Moss keeps the job for the rest of this year uh, and, and Taylor sort of uses this season to, to gradually get back into form and maybe try and t- trade Taylor away just based on his name uh, and, and what he's done two years prior? Yeah, quite possibly. I think depending on where you are in the league, isn't it? Depending on what your standings are, then then yeah, you could look to take a few more risks, um, or be a bit more conservative and yeah, trade trade one or both of them away for someone who's who's a bit more reliable as it, who is a clear RB one for the rest of the season. 
assuming that they stay fit. Um, but top point scorer from last week, Jamar Chase, 52 points, three touchdowns. So you mentioned in there, Charlie, but yeah, some massive touchdowns. I mean, the one that one catch that he caught over his left shoulder, but looking over his right shoulder as he was sprinting all the way down the field. Unbelievable. Like, and we didn't, I guess, based on what we predicted last last week. I thought I thought Burrow was not done, but I thought he needed a few games off. He needed to rest, rest that calf, but not at all. Straight back to it. Um, Scully, I don't know if you saw much of it, but the Bengals, Bengals back. I didn't see. I'll be I'll be completely honest. I didn't see much of it this um, this week, but I was um, in the car on the way back from from London with our James, who was facing Chase, I think, and had dropped Burrow from his team. So I was uh, updating him quite often on everything that was happening on the red zone. But um, I saw bits of it, like I said, but not all of it. But it was quite funny just to see my cousin squirm all the way home. <laughs> yeah, but um, so yeah, so just while we have got you back then and loop full circle then. So that Bills-Jags game from Tottenham Hotspur last weekend then. So the game itself, how was that? Was that different to the Falcons-Jags in... Fairly boring game, I guess. But um, but Bills, Jags, how has that game been there live? I thought it was a really good game. I mean, atmosphere-wise was, was brilliant. Again, so many Americans there, so many Bills fans. It, it was, I know it was a Bills home game, but it was a Bills home game. Um, it was it was brilliant in terms of the atmosphere. I thought the game was really good, actually. Defence on top for most of it. Um, but in an exciting way, there was a lot of things that happened throughout the game, a lot of plays that were made, mainly, like I said, on, on defence. Um, a couple of bad injuries um, as well that happened. I think, uh, was it um, Milano that mm. went out for, for the Bills? And they really suffered when that happened. Um, I mean, the, the Jags took full advantage of uh, the Bills' weaknesses, which was just running it on the outside. They just couldn't cope with it. Um, and uh, Etienne scored, scored big, um, but it was just it was just too easy for them, just way too easy for them. Um, the uh, Lawrence as well. I mean, I dropped him from from my side, uh, thinking, oh, it's against this Bills defense. And although he, he turned it over a few times, uh, talking about what we've just I've just been saying about defence has been on top and making some big plays. They met, the Bills' defence made some big plays against Lawrence, but he was still excellent. And to watch him against some big players going in his face, he stands there, um, he gets the ball out, he's confident, he, he controlled that game for me, even though, like I said, he did lose it a couple of times. I thought he was excellent. Um, and then on the, on the other side, Josh Allen, I thought he was he was excellent as well, but he just left it a little bit late to start doing it all himself. Um, and when he did start to, to try, try and drive the ball down, use his legs, etc., he looked good. And it really did make for an exciting fourth quarter and uh, for an exciting finish to the game, really. They just, they just gave themselves too much to do. And like I said, the Jags kind of controlled it with with Lawrence looking really assured and then um, with that running game. Yeah, big couple of weeks for the Jags uh, in England. Uh, Charlie, a lot's been made of what the Bills, I think that they arrive in England, I think Friday. Um, and it's not as if even the Jags arrived a few days before that. The Jags arrived, what, like a week and a half before that. So 
well, as we know, but got rid of all that jet lag out of the system. Um, I, I'm sure kind of the hotels that they're staying in, the nutrition that they have, all the support that they can. But it, would you put the loss down to that for the Bills? Um, or is it more more than just arriving late? I think it plays into it, definitely. The the Jags have got a massive advantage there because they've, they've acclimatised. Not only that, but they, they come every year, don't they? So it's a home from home for them. So there's definitely an advantage for them um yeah i i, I don't i don't really know with the uh, with the bills that they, they seem to one week they seem to be unbelievable uh like they were against miami and then they just i mean second half they they looked all right but yeah it, it's it's just a bit of a confusing one they they, they never seem to get there do they the bit of a nearly nearly team um and I, it's whether they can just get it over the line Mm, and with with a couple of those injuries that you mentioned, Scully, then uh, then yeah, whether it is another one of those seasons. But next week they got the Giants, so no doubt back to winning ways. So looking back on how our teams got on last week, um, Scully, you scored 95 points and lost against Rich, who scored 131 points. So you're now three and two. I scored 117 points and lost to Charlie. So I'm now three and two. And Charlie, uh, as just mentioned, really, you beat me scoring 158 points, also now three and two. Um, so just looking at our scores week by week, uh, I've won two weeks. Charlie's now won two weeks. And Scully, Slightly behind on just one week on the season. Um, so, Scully, I'll come to you first and your team. So, scoring 95 points uh, and working it out, you're averaging 103 points a week on the season and, and you're managing to be 3-2 and two at the minute. So, talk us through how your team got on last week then, individually. So, it, it was over before it started, really, for me. I mean, I was only predicted 90 points. It was just, I'd had my first four picks of the draft out. So, it, it was it was an uphill battle from there. I mean, Kenneth Walker was on was on a bye. Uh, Barkley was out. Um, St. Brown was out. And then... Um, was the other guy that was, that was out as well. But, I mean, it was... Um, yeah, Cooper was on a buy, but I mean, it it just like I said, it, there, there was nothing that I could I could really do. Um, so and I mean, Rich scored 131 points past me, um, and he had yeah he he had a really good a really good score against me. So there's not much not much I could do. I mean, the, if I were to give any standouts, Dalton Schultz had a good game, 19.5 points. Uh, I brought in Reynolds uh, because obviously I knew St. Brown was going to be uh, out. So I picked him up off, off waivers because he was going to be their only option really for the Lions at wide receiver. And he did well with 17.5 points. Um, but everyone else was, um, was pretty poor. I mean, the only one mistake that, that I made was... Uh, putting Josh Dobbs in, uh, which actually didn't look like it was going to be a mistake after he threw, uh, well, ran him for a touchdown or threw two touchdowns um, quite early on. But then it just went completely wrong <laughs> for uh, for Arizona from that point against Cincinnati. So, um, 
if I'd have started Lawrence, I'd have had an extra five points or so, but I'd have still lost by 30. So um, I'll put that week down to experience, I guess. Yeah, there's not much you can do, I don't think, when there's when it's such a wide gap, I guess. Um, making any moves this week? A couple. So um, I've brought in... Um, well, my mind's my mind's completely uh, blanked. Uh, Addison, Jordan Addison. So I've uh, mm-hmm. I've managed to trade for Addison. Obviously, with the news that um, uh, Justin Jefferson's going to be out and put on IR, so he's going to be out for for four or five weeks at least. Uh, Addison should be the uh, the number one receiver um, for the Vikings in in an offense that has been scoring pretty highly all season. So uh, I'm hoping that that is um, is going to be going to be good in the opposite direction I did send uh, Zay Flowers that, that hasn't really performed for me uh, in, in all honesty and uh, Brian Robinson uh, but uh, with with Robinson come going the other way I got DK Metcalf so um, again he's not scored hugely this season but he is a player where if it does click with Geno Smith he can score pretty big but uh, the outlook for this week is looking is looking a lot better and then just so I've got a bit more cover at, um, at running back, I've got the journeyman of our league this season, AJ Dillon. Um, so hoping <laughs> that he might do something third third team lucky, I think it is. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I like those pickups. I think especially like the uh, the Jordan Addison uh, or pickups that are a bit more thought in them or because someone's got injured or you're maybe looking at bye weeks or whatever it might be. So, yeah, we'll see how that pans out for you. Um. So looking at my team, and, and I'll stick with maybe just my team. I'll let you talk through yours, Charlie. Um, but so Lamar Jackson uh, scored just nine points. Uh, disappointing for him, uh, especially against Pittsburgh. Uh, Kamara did well, so scored 18 points. Kind of, I was on the verge of um, trading him away a bit last week, just thinking that with the amount of catches that he got that first week that he was back, that's a, a bit of a... A bit of a ceiling for him, I think, really. Whereas this last week, it wasn't the case at all. Not many catches at all, but like it's more the rushes, the rushing yards. So very happy with Kamara. Um, Pollard, just eight points. So hoping that that picks up, albeit it was against a 49ers defense. Uh, Tyreek Hill did well. Nico Collins, just six points. So uh, again, maybe Texans have just stalled a little bit. Who knows? Um, and then everyone else did, did kind of as predicted, really. Um, Aaron Jones, he was the late Monday night game, um, a Monday night, Tuesday morning game. Uh, in fairness, I'd have been mad that I left him in and he didn't play if it was a bit closer, but um, but, but it wasn't. Uh, and there was no chance that I was going to be kind of there at midnight, waiting to see if he's, he's active or not. And then if he's not, picking up AJ Dillon, which wouldn't have made any difference either. So, um, so yeah, not, not a bad score in 117, but... Um, but yeah, uh, similar to yours, really, Scully. Over before it started, after that Thursday night game. Charlie, over to you. It sounds uh, bad, but I was a bit disappointed with only 158 points after scoring <laughs> oh, nearly 90 I'm sorry. On, uh, on Thursday. Uh, the rest of the team were woeful. So yeah, Justin Fields and uh, and DJ Moore, my Bears stack, finally paid off. Um yeah, nine just under ninety points between the two on Thursday. It was always going to be a struggle for uh, for you to to bring it back after that 
but um, yeah, the rest of the team just didn't really perform, and I was hoping to to shoot for the the score of the week or, or the highest uh, highest score uh, in the single week because obviously we get paid out for that in our league. Um, but yeah, the Cowboys did nothing. I know it's difficult against the 49ers, but it was a hard week, to be honest. I, I wasn't expecting a win um, before that Thursday night game with the fact that I had so many players on, on by. Um, I, I, my hands were sort of tied with who I could start. I ended up playing two tight ends um, between Laporta and Darren Waller, who both scored well. Happy with Laporta, obviously. And, uh, and Darren Waller did uh, get back involved. So, yeah, not not really much else to say. Najee Harris is uh, a joke and will be while ever Matt Canada stays there. And I don't really have another option. So he's going to have to play. Obviously not this week because he's on by. So I don't have to watch that painful uh, score coming. Uh, we talked a lot about the Bears last week, but... It feels like they are. I mean, clearly after those those that those scores that this could put up last week, but they're playing into the hands a little bit now, aren't they? That um, again, another couple of good weeks for the Bears, but putting up points like that. I know you're borderline whether to. I don't think you were ever going to drop Fields, but certainly not start him. I know you picked up CJ Stroud, but it feels like while everybody's putting up points like he did this week and last week, that he's going to remain your starter, isn't he? Yeah, I was frustrated with the first few weeks, but he was never on the cards to be dropped. Um, I, I sometimes get a bit rash with early season trades. Uh, he was certainly not any not one that I, I sent out. I wasn't trying to get rid of him. I knew he was going to come come good at some point, and I just hope this uh, run of form continues. Obviously, they've got a great matchup for the next few weeks, um, and I just hope that that gives them a bit of confidence going into the, the harder matchups later in the season. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy with where I drafted him and uh, and what, what he's doing at the minute. And he's not even running. Uh, it, it's all coming from passing at the minute. So let's get some design runs and get those legs moving. Uh, but don't get injured. Please, Justin, please don't get injured. <laughs> yeah, he's the it, next one. Next one. He looked look very good as well. Very, very good. Do you know when he's got time to... To pass, he can, he can pick a pass, and that's been his criticism, hasn't it? That he can't throw, he can't do the deep throw, he can't do this throw, whatever. But he can do everything when he's got the time, when he's got that protection. So, um, yeah, and I, he's got I'd, that I'd receiver more as well, hasn't he? Yeah, yes, that helps. Lost Claypool though, so um, yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> um, what, so what a player. Well, those two games that we talked about in our fantasy league uh, both sound like pretty much blowouts. But believe it or not, there were two games that finished within just two points of each other um, this week as well. So absolute gut-wrenching loss for for those two teams, Um, which leaves us, apart from just us three, even on three and two, but a few others bunched up either on three and two or two and three as well, which uh, maybe adds to those sorts of emotions or, or the odd trades here and there. Uh, or trade requests maybe, and then uh, and then getting promptly declined after uh, people are just going to just wait a little bit longer and see how their team plans out. So 
So on to this next section, and we'll start it off by uh, by a question that we've got sent through on Twitter. So if anyone else out there, you have got any questions or comments that you want to send through, send it through on Twitter at two toms one ash. Um, so this one's come through from Paul, and it says, "Can the Eagles or Forty ers go undefeated in the regular season?" Charlie, what are you saying? Can they? I think it's certainly on the cards for the 49ers. They just look another level. It seems like every uh, part of the game, they're just unbelievable. Defense seem to be hitting harder than anybody else. Uh, Offense, Brock Purdy is uh, doing it with the weapons that he's got. Ayuk stepping up. Debo's uh, was injured. Ayuk steps up into that role. Um, McCaffrey's just... Um, well, he's unbelievable. If they can stay healthy, then yeah, I think I think they can. Uh, the Eagles, mm, I'm not I'm not so sure. I think they've they've got that week in them where they'll throw it away. They nearly very nearly did it against the bogey team, being the the commanders the other week they had to take it to overtime. So I think that for me would suggest they are a little bit more susceptible to to throwing a game maybe if, if things aren't quite going. Uh, going their way. But yeah, they, they both look fantastic teams. And uh, I, I said this the other day to uh, to the missus while we were watching uh, Red Zone, that surely that's that's the uh, championship game for to get to the NFL. It's got to be those two, uh, to get to the Super Bowl, sorry. Um, it's got to be between those two uh, from that side of the league. They play each other week twelve, so they def- so they're not unless that's a draw, they're not going to go undefeated, or one of them isn't. But you're right, that is going to be the game. It's um, and then yeah, ultimately probably the um, NFC Championship game as well. But I agree with both of you. But 49ers for me have the edge. They're probably the more complete team. Yeah, I think so. I think the Eagles looked like this a bit last last season, didn't we? That we were the not unexpected ones, but um, what did we get to in the end? Was it seven and oh, eight and oh, even, and then the freak loss to the Commanders, which I think can always happen to to any team. But even just looking at the schedule, like you said, Scully, the only team that the Forty ers have got to play really is the Eagles, apart from those divisional games. But it's only really the Eagles. Eagles have got to play the Bills, the Dolphins, the Forty ers the Chiefs, and the Cowboys twice. Like. That's a tough schedule, so I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be expected to to win even half of those, maybe. Um, especially how we've started the season. Started the season obviously very well and got the wins, but but yeah, tough. So, so who knows? Um, but great question, Paul. Um, keep them coming in, and, uh, and and definitely something that we'll keep an eye on. And I think that both teams, in fairness, looking back at fantasy, absolutely loaded on fantasy players as well. Um. So now let's look ahead at week six and look at some starts and sits. So, Scully, I'll start with you and wide receivers. So who do you like the look of in week six? So um, it's it's probably the two that have been left, uh, well, to fill the, the void by uh, Jefferson. So I'm going to go for both of them because I've I've mentioned one already that I've picked up off um uh, off, off a trade, which is Jordan Addison. I think if you've got him now, I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago, but I think he's he's excellent and now's the time that you want to be starting starting him. But now is definitely the time that you want to be starting him with Jefferson moving out of uh, 
of that offence for, for a few weeks. But also KG Osborne, I, I, I quite like him. I think he's a good receiver, is is a good option. He's been there, what, a year or two now. So he's, he's got a bit of a connection with Kirk Cousins. He has made a, big, a few big plays in the past. So um, if you've got him on your roster as well, I'd be uh, I'd be starting him. I think he's a, a good prospect. Yeah, good shout. I think Vikings, great offence, poor defence, but I think they're a lot better than their record at the minute sounds. So, um, so yeah, I don't think there's a there's a big drop off from Jefferson to anyone, I guess. But, um, but yeah, a couple of good starts there uh, based on the injuries for sure. Charlie, now look at running backs. Um, who do you like look of week six? Couple of reasons for this guy. Firstly, he runs like he's trying to smash the ground underneath him. Um, and I just enjoy watching him run. I think it's fantastic. But uh, Travis Kelsey's out, um, or he's not definitely out, but he's injured, so he's not going to be 100%. He's, he's, he's coming back from the knee. Obviously, he put, twisted his ankle in the uh, in the last game, so that quick turnaround potentially might not, not play this week. And the fact that they're playing Denver, uh, it's got to be Pacheco. The guy, uh, like I said, he, he runs like he's trying to destroy the ground underneath him. And you've got to start running back against Denver because I think f- four of the five weeks, players, running backs that have played against Denver have had their record high uh, in terms of f- fantasy. Uh, I think the only one what was week one where it was Josh Jacobs who didn't score that well. Yeah, I've seen lots of reports this week on... Um... On uh, what's his name, McKinnon. McKinnon, I think had a great postseason last season, but uh, lots of reports saying that if you have got McKinnon, you can might as well drop him. Pacheco is the is the clear guy there. So, um, so yeah, for this upcoming week, great matchup uh, and good reasons for that. Um, moving on to quarterbacks, uh, I like Matt Stafford this weekend. Um, he's QB seventeen on the season. Uh, I think there was nervousness before the start of the season that if his shoulder was healthy or not. Obviously, no Cooper Cup to start the season. Uh, as we mentioned earlier on, Cooper Cup's all the way back. Um, Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua. Uh, they have got a running game in uh, Kyron Williams if they want it. Tyler Higby. Uh, I think they can really go off. And they're playing against the Cardinals this week, who are 29th against quarterbacks. So it feels like... Last season was a bit of an anomaly for the Rams, but they are back to being 2021 Rams and uh, and got a great offense uh, all around. So, so yeah, I think I like the look of Matt Stafford this weekend. Uh, Scully, back to you and onto which wide receiver you'd sit this week. So I'm going to go for someone on my roster um, again, but it's not so much to do with him, but more to do with the fact that the quarterback's not going to be playing again and last time he didn't get a point so um, Amari Cooper unfortunately we're not just going up against uh, the 49ers us just coming off a bye we're going up against the 49ers without a starting quarterback so um, not looking forward to to this weekend (laughs) for that reason but uh, if you've got Amari Cooper on your um, on your roster I'd be taking anybody else over him because uh, it's uh, yeah He's not going to be scoring big. I want. I want to be wrong. I want yeah, to be it's wrong. A <laughs> maybe that's it. Tempting fate, and and yeah, maybe it does work out like that. But yeah, he always seemed pretty reliable, didn't he, last season, and even fairly reliable this season. But yeah, everything everything points towards 
not doing particularly well this weekend. Charlie, running back, you suggesting we sit this week? Uh, sticking with the theme of uh, sit Browns players, uh, it's got to be uh, Jerome Ford. Obviously, been picked up in most leagues after Chubb went down. Uh, I think he's rostered in over seventy five percent of leagues. So um, people have got him, but you've got to sit him this week. He uh, he didn't have a great week against Baltimore, only nine point five, and uh, San Francisco are just ridiculous against uh, well against teams across the board. As I said earlier, their defense seems to just hit harder uh, than than anybody else. So yeah, sit Jerome Ford, sit your Browns players because they're going to get annihilated. This I cannot week. wait until next week <laughs> where we're sitting here and the Browns have won forty to ten, and Ford has got three touchdowns over two hundred yards, and Amari Cooper's got another two touchdowns and over one hundred and fifty yards receiving. You heard it here first. Cannot wait for that to happen. They've only allowed two. They've only allowed two rushing touchdowns. All season. Irrelevant. <laughs> that spread must be spread must be about plus fifteen, I think. But, um, okay, well, I, I'm not suggesting we sit a Browns quarterback. Well, I mean, I am, but that's a bit obvious, isn't it? We sit a Browns quarterback, but um, but no, I'm suggesting that we sit uh, CJ Stroud. So quarterback thirteen on the season. Unbelievable rookie season so far. I think he's playing really, really well. Brand new Texans having a great season. But he scored 16 points last weekend. Um, I'm going up against the Saints in week six, who ranks seventh against quarterbacks. Um, They shut out the Pats last week. So my prediction is that CJ Stroud, he definitely doesn't break 20 points this weekend. And he throws his first NFL interception this weekend as well. So... If you're desperate and you are thinking of starting CJ Stroud, then don't. And that's that. Thanks to everyone listening. Uh, We'll be back next week to see how our teams got on and just how bad the beatdown of the Browns from the 49ers is. Until then, if you are listening right until the very end, do us a solid. Leave us a rating and review. That would be very much appreciated. See you next week.